New year, new me. On today's episode of Locked on Lightning, we'll be discussing the Lightning getting back to their winning ways, and we'll discuss as well as how they could stay on the winning path as the NHL season, the second half of the NHL season, sort of, continues. But first, let's play that music. Happy Wednesday night. This is coming out a little bit later than I would have liked it to, but here we are talking to you for another. We haven't done a lightning fire chat, fire set chat, can't talk today in quite a bit, but here we are. So just jumping into it and hopefully everybody had a good New Year's. Lightning get back on track with a, a very a big statement win. One that I've been really looking forward for all season long. We finally get it after dropping their last three. The Lightning especially not having a good showing the other night against the New York Rangers. I really thought we were going to see the same effort as we did on the on New Year's Eve. The 4-3 shootout loss that they had at home against the Rangers. Uh, a lot of that has to do with players coming off COVID list. Vasilevsky looked very rusty in in on some chances uh, in that Rangers game in which the Rangers won four nothing in New York. Uh, he still made a lot of good saves. Still a lot of good saves. Uh, not going to get into those 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 losses right now. Maybe down the road. But really, let's focus on tonight on t- the last game. 7-2 win, like I said, against Columbus. And 13 different players from this team contributed in points, are in the point column. Andre Palat, most notably, he has continued continued his hot play as of late two goals in this one capturing goals 11 and 12 on the season as well as Victor Hedman just continues to pile up the points for the season that is now 28 points and just him and Adam Fox from the New York Rangers just duking it out on a nightly basis basically about who's going to be the top dog in terms of points at the end of the season and Really looking forward to see how that turns out. Obviously, Hedman, who is the top defenseman in the league, I don't care what the last couple of Norris Trophy winners have you believe. Um, Hedman is one of those players, unfortunately, right now that he is not... He is not getting the accolades that really he deserves, but at the same time, he has a con Smythe in the last two years, as well as two Stanley Cups, so... You know, what what would you rather have? Two Norris trophies or two Stanley Cups? I I think there's an easy answer there. Uh, Another player who has just continued to roll as of late, and that is Braden Point. No surprise. Braden Point, who missed 14 games uh, previously and is just coming back. He has 21 points and 11 goals on the season and has scored in every game, has scored a goal in his 
four out of his last five games, the only game in which he didn't get on the point sheet actually was the previous game against the Rangers. Uh, that was just a bad game all around for everybody involved. So you could kind of throw that to the wayside. But Braden Point just once again just does not miss a beat. Does not miss a beat at all. And this is why I, I said coming into this season with Pointer that this is the year if he could stay healthy, we might see 40 goals out of him. And I still believe that. 21 games he's played. He's at 11 right now. He's going to have to string a couple of, uh, not just a couple, a, a, a good number of multi-goal games, which is not out of the equation and is not out of the realm of possibility. So uh, keep tabs on that because that's definitely something that he is very much capable of, especially if opposing teams such as the the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, give the Lightning space, as much spaces and opportunities as they did the other night where really, if you look at the numbers and, and you look, if you go back and watch the game, the, the numbers, really, you shouldn't really be giving the Tampa Bay Lightning 36 shots on goal because a lot more times, unless you are one of the top teams in the NHL, a lot times that you're going to see outcomes like this. The Lightning are just too good of a team to allow this high number of opportunities, especially high danger opportunities. Uh, we saw, especially with uh, later on in the game, Pat Maroon cleaning up in front. And not just opportunities in front, but just in general. I mean, you look at the Palak goals, one of them exactly, the first one. And then you look at the, you know, a couple of the goals later on. Now, obviously, Merziklas wasn't, um, and it wasn't Merziklas, excuse me, it was Corpusalo. And that, but... I don't think he played a, a relatively bad game, Corpus Allo. I just think a lot of it just had to do that the guys in front of him weren't doing the job. And it was just not in front of him. It, it wasn't just an, an, a question of them not doing a good job in front of him. But it was up and down the ice. The Lightning were having their way all night. And really what it came down to is that the Blue Jackets were just playing soft. The effort was there, but they just were giving too much. They were just giving too much away. Clear shooting paths, giving the Lightning a lot of room, allowing the Lightning to space out the ice. And, and really that plays into the strengths of this team. And you can't do that. Now, obviously, in return, Vasilevsky not looking immortal anymore. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he missed a, a good amount of time on the COVID protocol list. And and I've said it in the past before that Vasilevsky, along with this team in general, they're, they're the kind of players that need to play every single night, which is why I believe, even though some might disagree with how last season's regular season stats were, this team thrives a lot more when they play a lot more often. So the frequency of last year's schedule regardless of injuries and all that, actually played into the Lightning's hand. And and we're kind of seeing, unfortunately, with COVID kind of rearing its ugly head now with this Tampa roster, which I'll take full credit for jinxing this team. I, I, I've i stated it many times on past episodes that the Lightning have been immensely fortunate to not be able to have to deal with this issue. And now 
as soon as we get guys back like like Elliot, like Vasilevsky, like Sergachev, like Sorelli, another player goes on to the COVID list, and that was Ross Colton. It was announced the other night. Um, and, and Colton's another player needs to play every night. He's still very young in his career, and, and, and young players need to play as much as possible in order for them to develop. You know, this... Unless you're, you, you know, you're, you're, a, you're Boris Kachuk or Taylor Radish or, or, or even more elite players like, like Kyle McCarr and, and, and guys on that level or Trevor Zegers, which I, I think, you know, just to throw it out there, I think Tyler Rad, Taylor Radish, excuse me, could definitely reach the level of a, tr- a Trevor Zegers. I, I don't see a reason as to why he cannot. Um, obviously, there's a lot more fanfare. Obviously, Zegers can play with a lot more flair than what we might see from Radish, where Radish is more of the player where, unfortunately, if he continues to develop the way he does, we're going to see a situation with Radish where he might get the Braden Point treatment, where a lot of people in the league are going to know how much of a dangerous player he is, but at the same time, the hockey uh, community isn't going to isn't going to reward him for that just yet. It's going to take him a couple of years, unfortunately. But that's good for the Lightning. That's good for the Lightning because then, you know, everybody as they make their way into town after town or as opposing teams play them, their fans are going to find out very quickly who Taylor Radish is. But going back to just this last game, just the Lightning in general, as much as I want to be excited about this game as well as the future schedule the future opponents that are coming up in the next couple of weeks the topic or the, the 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 theme that we have consistently been seeing over this past couple of months at and it seemed as if in, until a couple of weeks ago that we were kind of seeing a little bit of a turnaround here with this team is that the Lightning, as as high of a level as they've been playing, which, I mean, make no mistake about it, they're one of the top teams in the league. So obviously they have to be playing very well to, to be even in the President's Trophy conversation. But at the same time, there's going to be other teams, especially in this Atlantic division, that is my opinion. I think almost as if we're looking at the top three, one could make the argument that this might almost be as competitive of a top three in a division as maybe the Metropolitan Division, which I think we could all agree on is probably the top tier in the National Hockey League. But really what it comes down to, and and it's still concerning regardless of how you look at the Lightning's recent stretch of play, which if you're wondering, 11, no, excuse me, which in their last 10, 6-3-1, so that's good, but I see a lot of wins in there, or or a lot of a lot of losses, or a lot of overtime wins, which is still great because you're still accumulating points. Which at the end of the day is obviously the end game in any given hockey game. It's just munch up as much points, and is really the reason why this Tampa team has has landed themselves in such a situation as they are now. But what it comes down to is inconsistencies. Now, you can't sit there and, uh, and and make the argument that this team has not been con- that has been consistent really because when you look at their last couple of games, 
I, I could see just the last over the last week the level of inconsistency. And and I hate to, to talk about this on every episode, but I would be doing this team a, a great injustice if if it wasn't spoken about. And, and I'll continue that conversation in just a little bit, but first I wanna talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Now, if you haven't heard about Built Bar, Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market, hands down, without a doubt. Built Bar is, a, is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. If you wanna eat healthy, because it's the new year, everybody's going to the gym. I'm not going to the gym because guess what? I, I don't want to get my tinfoil hat on right here, but I think they're a scam. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole nother podcast and an episode for another time. But if you want to eat healthy while you're going to the gym or if you're just going to get on that treadmill that you have in your house or you just want to start running again or start running your Peloton, whatever the case may be, you want to have something that you could eat either whether it's before working out or after or just something you want to eat that's healthy as a substitute. Built Bar is the thing that you need the most in your life in 2022 by like week three, you know, everybody has their resolutions. Uh, I want to eat, I want to be vegetarian. I want to eat strictly healthy, whatever it may be. You'll be jumping off the wagon and going back to your old ways. But guess what? Built Bar is your emotional support protein bar. Now, let me tell you why, because they taste absolutely fantastic. So it's not one of those chalky, you know, very rock hard kind of substance protein bars that you're usual that you're usually accustomed to but built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate 130 calories 4 grams of sugar 4 net carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to any candy bar which usually has around 240 in calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs but here's an idea for your resolution go to all your secret stashes throw them out and throw fill up your secret hiding spots of snacks with built bar so even if you're not a huge fan of working out you could at least eat something that tastes good and that is good for you. So go to built.com, use promo code uh, LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And we're back here for segment two on Locked on Lightning. I know the first one was a little dragged on and it, and it almost feels like to a certain extent that a lot of these episodes are connecting in a way to to where I don't want them to connect in terms of the same theme. Yes, the Lightning played well. Oh, no, the Lightning did not play well. Why? Inconsistency. They played well, but guess what? They're not doing as well as they should consistently. So before I get on to that, I just want to thank all of you for t- making this show your number one stop shop for all Lightning content. And go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. That means Odyssey, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to give us a rating, please, and it really wish you can, go ahead to Spotify or iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a review. If you want to give us a bad rating, please go ahead and feel free to message me on Twitter at DankyDank. D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Want to hear all about your your issues, you know, uh, and, and we'll we'll try to accommodate. Or you know what? Sorry, maybe uh, who knows? <laughs> maybe I'm going to be a lot nicer this year than I was in 2021 with some of the people that have been reaching out in terms of trying to troll the show as best as they can. And if you want to give us a follow on social media, go ahead and follow the show on Twitter at lo underscore lightning and give the show a follow on Instagram at locked on underscore lightning. 
and stay up to tune on everything surrounding the show. So, oh, and we also have a YouTube, so go ahead and, and give us a follow on there. So, going back to my point, now, obviously, it, it's this game, as I explained before with the, with the Columbus Blue Jackets, it was just a matter of Columbus not playing as well as they should have, not really... I mean, the effort was there, but was it really, though? They were just making a lot of mistakes. They were leave, giving the Lightning a lot of prime scoring chances, not really racing to the net when the Lightning were shooting to be able to recover rebounds, uh, clear the zone, just you know anything that you could think of that could go wrong in a game, and just not being able to kill the penalty. I mean, this is the first time all year. I think this is the best game that the Lightning, off the top of my head, I could think of where they've had, they played well on the power play. Scored three out of four chances. Uh, they they killed the, the power, they killed the power play uh, every chance they got. So, you know what? This is just an op, this is just a, a, really a story of just the Lightning taking the most of the chances and the just everything that was given to them in this game. And really what it came down to was that Columbus gave too much. Now, that every game is not going to be like that. But this still, Tampa needs the fight, which for the most part, you can't knock this team for not putting in the effort. I mean, there are some nights where it seems as if the other team gets the upper hand very early on, and then we run into a situation where I'm not going to say the guys stop playing, but it almost seems like we just turn into that state of mind of just putting our hands on our hips and just throwing them up in the air and saying, WTF, man. And I think a lot of it has to do with really just the Lightning not being able to consistently find their groove. You know, there's some things that they have really needed to work on this season, and I've seen improvements over the course of the season because there are certain aspects of their game that they've just been absolutely abysmal on, and and really two of those have been the face-off percentage and really the power play. And in recent months, recent weeks, excuse me, I, I have seen them starting to get on the positive side of that, and that's really something that at first was disconcerting, but they have slowly chipped away at those really bad, bad nights that they have had. Now, going forward, can they keep that up? That's the real question. Because, yeah, it's great you do that against the the Blue Jackets. But can you go into Thursday's game against Calgary? Can you Can you do that against Boston on Saturday? Because those are the teams that are obviously going to be the test uh, that are going to set the bar a little bit higher than maybe what you would see from Columbus. You know, Columbus is a good team, but I look at these other matchups coming up for the Lightning, and and I really, it's almost going to be interesting to see how the Lightning are able going to be able to stay on that level because it seems as almost when the Lightning beat up on a team that is below them in terms of weight class, they kind of fall off the minute things don't come as easy to them against following opponents. Now, the Lightning should be able to succeed as very well this this month. I think other than that West Coast trip uh, that will be coming on the week of the 17th, I very much believe that the Lightning will come out of this month uh, relatively unscathed. I mean, those are winnable games. You know, you have the Kings, the Ducks, and the Sharks, uh, that, that 
that duck it, those ducks and those sharks games are back to back, which I could see as long as the Lightning have a good showing out against the Ducks, win or lose, I think that really that Sharks game shouldn't be as painful as one might expect. But having said that, the Lightning at some times, especially on the road, we have seen them not be able to have a good showing. Uh, But having said that, looking at the opponents for the month, I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't see an excuse why the Lightning could even accumulate more points and it really just put some distance between them and Florida. I, I Right now, the two teams are separated by one point right now with the Lightning having, uh, with Florida having two games in hand. So really, you know, it, it really... The Lightning don't have to worry about Florida at this point. Just focus on themselves. And I think that's obviously the mentality that they need to carry with them. Having said that, the Lightning need to kind of just control their destiny right now and really take advantage and and really not only win these games, but preferably in regulation, as, as I've been stressing all season long. So looking for the rest of the month, and then we'll wrap things up. So look. Looking for this week, we have Calgary on Thursday, Boston at home as well on Saturday. Excuse me. And then next week, uh, a game that I will be in the building for is on Monday in New Jersey. A little bit of a, a, a revenge game for the Lightning after they, they really got their teeth kicked in against the Devils. And I mean, the score may not show it if you look at it in the stat sheet, but if you go back and watch this game, you'll understand what I meant. Um, so I will be in the building for that. So definitely check out. Keep tabs on the Locked On Lightning Instagram page because I will be in control of it that night and definitely be posting stuff to it. So keep an eye out for that. And then the next night, they have a back-to-back against Buffalo. Up in Buffalo, very winnable set of games right there. And then you got Vancouver, who has just been really struggling all season long, but now has started to turn things around with with a, a new coaching uh, move. So, you know, that's sometimes that's the only thing that really a team needs is a new voice behind the bench. And thus far, Vancouver has really flourished um, uh, since the change. And then you have Dallas, who I think Dallas is really just one of those teams where they they – the constant theme with that team is just underperformance. Now, obviously, two years ago, one can say, well, they made it to the Stanley Cup final. What do you call that? In a way, I call it luck, given the circumstances. Not to discredit the run they had on, but, I mean, you look at the last two opponents that the Lightning have faced in the Cup finals. If you if you told me that those two teams would be in the finals at the, end of the, at the beginning of the season, I would have laughed in your face. But then the Lightning have that West Coast trip following up after that. Like I stated, Kings, Ducks, and Sharks. So very interested to see how that week uh, turns out. But then you have the Lightning back home the last week of January playing the uh playing the Devils, excuse me, and then wrapping things up against a big game, which I believe is going to be, which I love just how the Lightning played last time against these guys, and that is Vegas. So that's really what the Lightning are in are in tune for uh, for the month of January. I think that the Lightning could even put themselves ahead 10 points in the division. Now, obviously, easier said than done. The team still has to go out there and play games. So I'll wrap things up in just a little bit. Um, Once again, go ahead, please like and subscribe to the pod. And we'll be back in just a little bit after the break.
And we're back here to wrap things up on Locked on Lightning. So looking towards tomorrow's game against Calgary, as we have seen with the Rangers, as what we've seen with the Kraken, uh, which we have seen with other, well, mostly those two teams, emotional games, especially in the first meetings, just because former teammates that have played huge parts on these last two cup runs and tomorrow night the lightning will be facing off and it will be the first time since leaving the team that blake coleman will be coming back and playing at amelie so regardless of the outcome of this game it's going to be an emotional night for both sides because you have blake coleman who i i I still believe to this day you know even if the lightning got good row and gourd Really, the heart and soul of that third line was really Blake Coleman. Uh, just really his ability to play and and really succeed in all aspects and, and anything that the team really needed of him at that point in time was really a very important, crucial part of those cup runs. And I firmly believe that the Lightning don't win those cups without Blake Coleman on that team. And, and really, <laughs> I, I still kick myself to this day because I, I distinctly remember when the Lightning made the deal for Blake Coleman and it was uh, involved in, in the deal was Cal Foote's brother, uh, who was also part of the Lightning organization at the time. And Foote was a the number one prospect in the organization at the time. So giving him away as well as a first overall pick to the Devils for really, you know, Everybody knew who Blake Coleman was, but we didn't realize at the time what kind of impact he would have had. And I have always been in the school of thought of unless you're getting a top 15 forward, never trade away uh, first round draft picks, regardless of what stage your franchise is in at that point in time. But having said that, given what the results have been over the last couple of years and just really what he meant to this franchise and to this team um, it, it's really something special and, and really, you know, if, if a trade like that could work out every time the Lightning give away a first round draft pick, then, hey, listen, I'm all ears. Uh, as long, you know, Julian Breeze boss could do whatever he wants with these first round draft picks. Uh, unfortunately, it's not always going to work out like that and result in cups immediately and, and pay, you know, immediate dividends. But I mean, look at what happened. Really, Blake Coleman gets traded, comes in joins the team on a uh, on a road trip in Vegas, plays, I believe, one game or two games. I don't remember the exact number of that year. But almost probably a week later, COVID happens. And really, he didn't get a lot of time to play with this team just because I remember when he got traded, uh, he had the birth of his daughter. Um, I believe he was also hurt for... A few or a few games or so whatever the case may be didn't get a lot of time in with this team in the regular season and is expected to come into the playoffs right away and succeed and that's exactly what happened i mean what he did in the bubble especially in that first playoff run was absolutely incredible um, obviously there was a ton of players that contributed to this success but like i said lightning don't win that first championship and certainly not their second without number 20 on the ice so i, I expect a fully emotional video package to be played on the jumbotron at amelie uh at some during the first break so expect that uh we'll definitely i'm very curious to see what this team does uh for him 
pregame because he will be getting his ring. So that's going to be an interesting celebration. Um, obviously, we saw the last couple of weeks, we saw Barkley Goodrow get his. When he came to Emily, we saw uh, Yanni Gord a couple months ago. So... Uh, I think this is going to be a little bit more emotional just because it seemed like even though Yanni was there for a lot longer, I still think that Blake's impact and just how really a lot of the guys on this team really took to him. Um, and, and you even saw it when I asked Ross Colton about it when he was on the show, um, just what it meant to have those guys on the team. And then as well as, you know, now knowing what we know and especially what John Cooper said prior to game five, that that would be the last time this entire team would play together. I think, um, you're going to see some emotional post-game pressers or pre-game pressers from these players, including Blake. So looking forward to that, and definitely one of the players I wish the Lightning still would have had on their team right now. But you know what? Unfortunately, cap situation the way it is, the Lightning couldn't afford Blake. And you know that's not always the worst thing because uh, that just shows you how well he played for this team. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, probably after the game, after the conclusion of the game against the Flames, to talk about what happened, all the action with that, especially all the stuff going on with Blake Coleman during that game as well, and looking forward to later on in the week uh, against the matchup against the Boston Bruins. But remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.